up, everybody? Yes, it's another episode of Out of Character, and today we get to get a check-in on Cotton's game. Did they finally face the dinosaur? No, they. The, I oh my get god! To go that goddamn dinosaur! I keep. What I'm, the like, hell? So, I'm like, you are aware that there's a cobalt, and he's cheery and disposition, and there's presumably a dinosaur you could go get for loots, no less. And they're like, I don't know. Wow. <laughs> How are you going to get that? You don't want to railroad them, but like, this is the thing. This is the thing. Yeah. Like, do the thing. <laughs> I think they are eventually going to do it. There's been some other things that have pulled their attention that I wanted to do. That's mm -hmm. kind of like my ultimate side quest. And I have a lot of things I'm trying to do to be less railroady, less, or, or at least give them more, you know, give them more options and get them situated to go into the Tomb of Annihilation. That's that's the mode I'm in now. They may not fully know this. I think some of them do. But I'm trying to kit them up. Mm -hmm. You know, we need, we need, we need levels. Mm -hmm. We need gear, because I'm the worst about giving out magic items, because I just fucking forget. <laughs> you know, you just forget about loot in this game. It's actually, it's so unimportant that, like, well, kind to of you, the wayside. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, like, mechanically, it's not like World of Warcraft, where you literally are your gear. This is like, you know, you don't really need super cool shit. But as I was going through all the stuff in the book, there's a lot of enemies that have things like immune to non-magical attacks from slashing, piercing, mm -hmm. and bludgeoning weapons. I'm like, oh, just, just a good old fuck you. Or, <laughs> um, what's another one? Uh, or just, just in general. Like, well, that, that was the big thing that was scared me, frankly. That I, I, I set myself up. I didn't have anything. It, they just need more shit. You know, they need some yeah, gear. Yeah, yeah. Because they have, like, nothing. You do need to keep track of that if you're a DM in knowing that what they're going to face later, that if it's immune to the only kind of damage they can deal, you have to give them those things. Yeah, they, that, that would be uh, a good thing to do. I do they do have yeah. some magic <laughs> items left over from, like, a, a one. Our cleric has a circlet of lasting I know she forgot about, and I forgot about for, like, eight months. Mm -hmm. like, didn't, that, didn't she get a circlet of lasting? You know. So what I'm what I'm about to do is I'm about to make my own item cards, like double sided. Here's a card that represents your loot. So like you don't forget the thing you have. It's on your character sheet or it can be. The problem is they are the worst about character sheets. A rant I'll be going into momentarily, and so they don't <laughs> add their shit. Like they're not that great at D and D Beyond. Some of them are okay, but they don't add the shit and equip it and keep up with it mentally. So I want them to have item cards, you know. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, it, it's nice. It, it is on your character sheet. You should have your character sheet with you for a game if it's an in-person game. And if it's an online game, it's right there on Roll20 or you have a PDF of it or something. But here's 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 what I'm saying. Stop bringing the goddamn D&D Beyond app on your phone to my game. My players, I love you all. You're all my friends and I love you. And if you listen to this podcast, <laughs> my mom thinks you might listen to it. I'll tell her about it. Like, I love you all so much. But uh, she didn't. She brought her. She brought her uh, character sheet because she mm -hmm. owns a printer, an archaic piece of technology that no one seems to own anymore. And I realize that printers aren't as prevalent as they used to be. I don't have a printer. Right. I get it. I get it. Digital world, paperless office. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But the D and D Beyond app sucks on your phone. Maybe it's good on a tablet. They don't have one. The scroll function is janky. Janky is mm -hmm. one of my favorite words. You like to, like to scroll your skills in the main page. You have to like click the weird black top border. If you're just trying to scroll in a way that a normal person would scroll, it will not let you go down. So I watch three out of four of my or three out of six of my players furiously like scroll, scroll, swipe, scroll. I don't I don't know what my character does, and I'm so fucking enraged by that shit because <laughs> it's your one job to bring a character sheet with you. Like I bring spare wow. pencils. I feel like it's, like it's like when you're a teacher and it's like, here's a pencil, Bill. Here's a pencil, Sarah. Here's your goddamn pencil because it's the one job you had, <laughs> you know. And now so, I bring spare pencils and I can't even bring a character sheet. When when you guys did your session zero, right? Did you print off character sheets and go through building characters and have them fill them out? No, well, in our session zero well, was not character building time. We discussed. Well, a lot when of you stuff. built characters, did you not print the papers out and sit with them and do it? I helped everybody. I'm trying to remember back. It's been a minute. I think it's I went to... So two or three of them know how to use D&D Beyond. The fourth, mm -hmm. halfway got through it. My mom, she came over. I helped her with her character and, and her cleric. I think I went to her house. Mm -hmm. You know? And they can level up on their own fairly well. Like, D&D Beyond is great for that. Okay? Oh, my God. Yeah. It's so easy to use. 
You don't have to be super computer whatever to like level your character up. Building your character is a little harder. Leveling them up is fine. They just won't hit the goddamn print button. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and I get the PDF is is imperfect. There will be a lot of text overflow that will not fit, and it'll just mm-hmm. cut it off. Mm-hmm. I get you. So I'm actually going to print out all the character sheets. So okay. Doing that, That's good. and I'm, re- and I'm reviewing yeah. their characters. Mm. So like our druid doing an audit. Spoke. Yeah, I'm doing an audit. I'm like, <laughs> here's here are some shit you have. Here's some shit you should remember. Like, by the way, we're going to go to the, the Shrine of Wango to go get the, new, the the last of the nine MacGuffins, the puzzle mm-hmm. box, the puzzle cubes. And it, there's a puzzle, right? And there's this, like, riddle. And uh, you have a spell called Divination where you get to literally ask God what the fucking answer to a question is. That would have been helpful. <laughs> <laughs> you just get to ask. They're and I think new players, you had it. though. They're new players. We've been playing their first for a year. One. <laughs> A year, but that's still new. And you don't play like every week. You play like every month and not even every month. Yeah, it's a fourth level spell, so they like she just picked it. So you're saying after like twelve sessions, know your shit. And then know your shit, goddammit. That's that's a slight I honestly that's I don't really gripe about that. She you know, she has her sheet mm-hmm. or she well, she had her app. Her she she had her app and she had her spell cards, which I appreciate. I think that's great she has spell cards. Mm-hmm. And she made some decent decisions. And we, and we do only get to play once a month. So I'm just trying to make a list of things without being overbearing GM. Here's how to play your character. But, like, things to remember. Like, she has a, like a bag of tricks that she can throw animals out of. You know, or the, you know or, and I'm also going to try to, like, I looked at the character sheets so I can design uh, encounters that their characters are good at. Mm-hmm. I want to bring them more in. Bring them some more RP. You know? I mean, mm-hmm. I, and I can... Talk about that, where you know, or recount the events of what happened. How do you want to? How do you want to? No, play no, that I want to hear. I want to hear everything. All right. So, our druid, she's very nice. Nothing about her screams tactical aficionado. Her fiance kind of is. I'm that way. You know, tactic, position, move. You know, spell. That's just not how. That doesn't seem to be where she gets fun from the game. She loves animals. She loves interactions with those animals. She picked a druid. It checks out. Uh, we have a cleric. She's pretty good at her class, frankly. I would say some things can be optimized, but pretty much she's on the ball. But she wants to RP more. I can kind of feel it. The three people physically nearest to me are my mom, our rogue player, and our barbarian. And I work with those two people and know them fairly well, okay, like decently at least. And so, and they're very big personalities. That's all right. So maybe they're eating up a lot or, you know, sucking up a lot of that oxygen. But I want, so I want to give everyone some time to RP, some time to talk. So I'm developing that going forward. Uh, and I'll go over some stuff with, like, how. basically I'm going to have them next time they play, they went to sleep in some ruins in the city. So they're, they're going to be attacked by an assassin vine. Guess what rocks an assassin vine? Blight. So if our druid just casts a blight, that's kind of like game over. That little fight's going to be done. It just... What's that? Non-magical plant? Get wrecked. You're dead. No saving throw. Just get fucked. I'm also going to have this assassin vine attacking them, but also like going after like a, a clutch, a coven, whatever the fuck it is, of, uh, of Axe Beaks. And I ha- I've had them encounter Axe Beaks like twice before. I did not realize they were large. Like I thought it was like an angry turkey. I didn't realize it was an angry, like very big turkey. Can you tell- say again what it is? An Axe Beak. Axe beak. For a second, I was hearing ass beak, and I'm like, that's ass beak. That's a very different creature. What's they're an very... ass beak? <laughs> Their mating call is both <laughs> hilarious and atrocious. <laughs> All right, axe beak. Okay. Axe beak, and, and and they have literal like beaks that look like hatchets, like a front-on mm. sharp point. So I'm thinking, okay, you can save the axe beaks, and either I'll like have one that's a pet for you, or maybe even a mount. Or a baby one that gets to be your friend. I haven't quite figured out how I want to play that. But I can let her be like, you know, hugging the animals. <laughs> you know? So that's, that's what we be happening next week. I'm also going to – I've had a lot of combat recently. Uh, we have a lot, a lot of time has been spent fighting. So I want to have some more conversations. Uh, one of my favorite characters that I've wanted to do something with like from the internet is Tom Kinch, who's a League of Legends character. He's a catfish river demon who wears a suit and a little top hat, and he's he has a very like Colonel Sanders accent. So 
fuck yeah. Everything about this I'm I'm loving, right? Oh, so, you want to role play a little bit. Yeah, I want okay. I want to have a demonic southern catfish in the top hat. Yeah, I very much okay. wish to have this be in my game. So <laughs> I've renamed him from Tom Kinch to Tom Kite, which is I think the same name as my, my vampire, but no one will ever find out. Uh <laughs> Yeah, no, we'll keep it a secret. Only us will yeah. will be the only ones. Okay. No one will know. No um, one will know. My obsession with the Beatles song uh, being for the benefit of Mr. Kite. So he's a demon guy, and I'm going to kind of change him up from the original lore. I want him to be my banker slash mysterious merchant trader guy. Okay? Mm -hmm. He's going to show up. He's going to tell them, you know, I know who you are. You guys have been making some waves. That's pretty cool. I've got a giant store of magical bullshit. You know? Wouldn't mm -hmm. that be cool? Also, I can sell, you know, that those 5,000 gold coins you're lucking around. I'm happy mm. to hold on to them for you. How are they lugging around 5,000 gold coins? Probably. Like, they've been, like, I, I do give out gold, because gold's mm -hmm. kind of limited in what it can do, unless uh -huh. you're particularly creative. It's not, like, you know, explosively powerful. But, yeah, like, I'll, I'll be your bank, your mobile bank. A little a little account keeping can become easier. I also want him to kind of, like, tempt the characters with quests that are a little bit twisted or, or off base. Uh, he's going to give them a chance to go fight Artist Simber, who I'm going to reskin. He's a, a NPC in the adventure who's a good guy looking for his long-lost elf-girlfriend, and he has a, a a very powerful artifact that is a very evil, like chaotic evil ring that he is managing to like keep locked down. But I want to make it where he did not win that battle, and it's like traipsing through the forest freezing shit because I've ex I've shown them ice stuff, like like this whole area of hot sweltering jungle in like a 20-foot cube, it's just all frozen over. Goblins frozen in place. Everything is iced, below freezing. I've done that like multiple times, had magical ice show up. So it'd be cool to throw them this quest. Can I call back to that uh, ice deal? Plus, he's a demon who he's a merchant, so there's like an RP thing there that'll be fun. So, I think if I was a player and I had like all my gold, and I met a demon catfish who said, oh, I'll hold on to all your gold for you. I don't think I would give a demon catfish my gold. Yeah, I'm working on that. Well, I'm going to okay. make him a devil. <laughs> and devils, say what you will, they believe in contracts. They, uh, okay. Plus, it would be kind of a shit. I mean, I hate for them to meta game, but it's kind of a dick move to be like, ha, I just robbed you. You know? Um, no, I know. That's, but I, you're, you have very timid players. Like, they're afraid to go into things. So, like, I think if. They met a demon catfish and said, "Oh, hold on to your money. I'll be your banker." Maybe we'll I, give them interest. They may, they may like launch into just an attack. You might have more combat. Well, I, I, again, hate to be railroaded, but this this will be my one exception to the thing I don't do, which is every shopkeeper uh -huh. is a retired level twenty monk. They will not be killing this devil, this devil slash demon today. I assure you, mm -hmm. <laughs> he will, he will pop out of existence quite quickly. So this is your this is your uh, crazy Akbar. I have crazy Akbar. You have this demon catfish. Yeah, I think I want. Yeah, I've, I've okay. seen you with your like crazy mysterious merchant with the mm -hmm. ever expanding van, and mm -hmm. I want one, and I want him to be a southern catfish <laughs> with a top hat. I feel like that's fair. <laughs> uh -huh. That's fair. That is fair. And if they want to lug around all those that gold, that's fine. More than mm -hmm. I will. Then welcome to the new weight rules I will be implementing, fuckers. I tried to Ooh. help you. <laughs> encumbrances or in effect yep nice yeah that's how we do it i try to be nice so let me ask you this how long are your sessions typically i usually go for about three hours this time was around like right at three it was a little short some people had to go we were kind of at a natural stopping point to be honest that kind of frustrated me it was kind of like well my kids got this thing so i got to go do the thing i'm about I'm like Fuck. and you i think he did kids. that um i can talk to him later you know, and he was like, yeah, it's kind of like a natural stopping point, so I didn't want to, like, get into a thing. And I get that. We were, like, mm -hmm. at a place where we would be starting a new thing. Mm -hmm. And, uh, so, yeah. Three hours, you do a lot of combat. Combat slows everything down. Now you also have the D&D &D Beyond app issues that slow things down. How much actual playing time occurs in a three-hour session? Like, oh, just No, that's about three hours. Like, we had a big eating thing. Like, the eating thing has grown, too. Like my mom brought it up where it was like, you know, I drive all this way. I want to play for more. I, w I want to play for more time. And I'm like, yeah, I think it's a couple things. So that, that's an issue that I'll be dealing with. Mm -hmm. Like, I appreciate that we've we've made this from like li literally no food at all to like we're bringing pizza and cookies and Cokes mm -hmm. 
And so this it's this big like forty five minute social engagement. Mm. And then we play D and D and we're stopping a little earlier than we and so it's like we only got like two hours forty five, three fifteen in. When really I'm trying to get to like three and a half, four of like of like playing the game. Mm-hmm. So of actual playing playing. Yeah, I yeah. think it'd be dark outside yeah. didn't help. I think that mm-hmm. I was putting some things away. Which can often like send the message that it's time mm-hmm. to wrap this shit up. Which I, I I was only doing it to like get shit ready for the next thing, you know. But it sent a message that we were wrapping up. You know, when you start packing up your shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I uh, that is for, like you. It does sound like you need better time management. And but again, they're they're new players. You have to educate them. I I am going to on, work on that. that and I'm yeah. going to show up early have my shit all put together i have to like put the, put the table together but i want to have a vibe of like it's fucking business it's, it's go time you know and i'm going to try to push for a little bit more of the actual play time um anyway with that uh i'll try to give a quick recap of what they did and why it took so goddamn long like that's the fun thing about planning is you don't know if there'll be combat or not when it's a if you do this puzzle right there's no combat you just win that was that was a potential thing that could have happened they chose the opposite of that Mm-hmm. So it's a uh, it's the Shrine of Wango, Tomb of Annihilation. He's this weird, evil monkey dude. <laughs> so it's a monkey statue, and he's standing. He's he's supported by his tail, big monkey statue. Mm-hmm. All of his arms are out, like the uh, what the the the, Mal- what the the Merovingian man, or the Malkavi, whatever the, the fucking man from Da Vinci. You know, all the all the arms and legs are split <laughs> out, and yeah. each each limb is a is a bowl. Okay. Uh huh. And it's clear, like, there's something about, you know, you have to put, uh, like, put water in the bowl of Mongo's friend. And, like, who is Mongo's friend? Well, around the room, like, there's four um, masks, like, stone, like, they're, they're built into the wall. A, a, mm-hmm. a hollow mask of these animals, and you have to, like, go into these outside tunnels or hallways to look through them. And each one, had, like, highlights with a magic blue light a particular limb. And it's like a riddle you have to solve. So it's like, is it the zebra? Is it the lion? Is it the boar? Is it the, the you know, like, it's like a vulture, zebra, boar, lion, right? And I'll admit, for the second time, the riddle's a little shaky. Like, it works, and I get why the answer is what it is, but it's a little, it's a, it's a, it's a bit rough, okay? So they're working on the riddle, and they're kind of sussing it out, you know, at least narrowing it down. And in my head, I'm like, okay, this thing calls for some steam, like, steam methods, or methods. Whatever they are, mm-hmm. these would pose no threat to the players. Wouldn't even be worth rolling up. So I cranked it up. I was like, okay, I'm gonna have some like air elementals come out as steam elementals, and we'll have like an air Miramadon. That'll be like if they fuck up, you know. Maybe I'll have one come in on this hand, one on on this one. Whatever, like whatever. It's not, it's not supposed to be a lethal fight. Our rogue says, I think they're all his friend. We should put water into all four at the same time. Okay, that's not how riddles work. That's not the answer. Cle- this, this is clearly not the answer. Okay, like there was no well, all of the above option. There was no all of the above option. <laughs> Each of the four masks highlights a particular limb. One of the riddles is one of the others has no friend, and if one of the others has no friend, that would include Wango. So now we're down to at least three. Like you have to know that at least that, at least one, you don't know which one it is, but at least one is not right. So. Of all the possible answers that could be wrong, that is the most wrong. I didn't even <laughs> think of it as an answer. So they go down the hallway. And this is a hallway that's like 60 feet long and 5 feet wide. One character. They get as far away as they can. And the druid, or the, uh, the, the, the priest ca- uh, cast create water and like makes it rain or whatever, which is a thing you could do. You, I think you can like make it rain or make, it, make water appear or whatever. And fills all four bowls. And so I have them attacked by two air elementals and Air Miramadon. Who's the real threat? Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. We're going to have a fight outside. Oh, and I did make the puzzle cube show up. There was a right answer. They, they just hit everything. So, okay, fair enough. Puzzle cube shows up. That's the rules. If it's in the correct bowl, you get that. Wrong bowl gets other things. Great. I had thought if they had tried to fill all four bowls while being next to this thing, they could go for the quick grab, right? You win the initiative roll, swipe that thing, fucking bolt. But they did mm-hmm. the they did the do it at, at range move, so that was out. I moved the baddies forward, have the big knockdown fight. It comes to my mom. My mom just got banishment. That's a spell. Mm-hmm. Good spell. Make thing go away. 
She goes, I banish all three of them. I nope. No, you don't. You do not do that. (laughs) (laughs) I like the idea, but. (laughs) You do not have twin spell as one of your metamagics. You do not have this at, uh, you you do not have like six level spell slots. You just got this fourth level (laughs) spell slot. And she was doing the classic, uh, well, I'm ninth level or eighth level. I'm eighth level. And so I can cast it, this fourth level spell at sixth level because I'm eighth level. No. (laughs) I'm like, but because it's not a bad idea to banish the Mirbadon, the big heavy. The other two are just fodder. They're not Mm going to do shit. Not really. The big guy is who hits like a truck, okay? Mm-hmm. Like, but you can still banish that guy. I'm like, you know, that's that's, that's a good move. Yeah, looks you now can like, only do the one, yeah. She, her face goes down into sadness. <gasps> Aww. And she goes, I cast greater invisibility on myself. <gasps> <laughs> and I, my eyes, and I, have, I don't look like an asshole, because my mom is a sweet old, nice little lady. Now, okay? <laughs> she's now, she's in her 60s. She's cool. She's chilled out. I'm chilled out. All of our various hormones with the right amount they're supposed to be here at, at, at 37, pushing 38, and and 65, right? Mm. Uh, but there was a time when she was not the one to be to be trifled with. So, uh, <laughs> so my eyes roll back, and I realize I look like an asshole. And I'm trying to figure out what her plan is. Right? Is the plan to to run away? Is her plan to like? Maybe stab these guys and get some. I, I don't know what the plan is. She immediately. I'm like, okay, you're you're invisible. What do you do? She bolts for the puzzle cube, and I'm like, oh, son of a bitch. Because I had figured mm. we're locked in combat. There's no moving. I mean, you can move, but you'll get crushed by attacks of opportunity on the way there. Mm-hmm. So I had to write. You're move, invisible. But you're invisible. Fuck. <laughs> so she bolts, and then and she like gets halfway in the hallway. And she goes, I cast mage hand. <laughs> the puzzle cube. So in two rounds, she's just fucking out, and she gets the she gets she gets the puzzle cube, gets back to the entrance, and then casts banish on the big guy from behind, and they just fucking leave. Oh, they like dogpiled the last remaining air elemental mm-hmm. who was on his last legs. He didn't have legs. He flies. His last uh, 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 wafts of paper. Yeah. And then, yeah, his last gust. <laughs> he went from gust to dusted. There you go. And they just fucking bolted, go. and they won. And I'm like, fuck, that was awesome. Yeah. And she didn't seem very impressed with herself. And I'm like, I've just never seen someone go like, oh, my spell's not broken enough. I guess I'll just fucking leave with the with the thing. I guess I'll just take this shit and go home. <laughs> <laughs> she wanted to do the cool thing. It would have been a cool move to banish all three and just go get it. You know, she wanted to have that that cool moment. But I think what she did actually was better mm-hmm. than just banishing them. Like, she did something you didn't even expect her to do. It's clear like, that oh, her shit. goal, like, <laughs> we were thinking too small. Yeah. My goal is banish banish the big baddie mm-hmm. and then take down the other two. Her goal was win this fight in one round. <laughs> I will be winning this fight in one round today. <laughs> she had two plans for that, apparently. So, touche to mom. That was, that was pretty cool. Yeah. Slick. That's a good way to do it. No. She's always been pretty crafty in your games, right? She's always come at things from a different angle and yes. always surprises us. So She's one of the most creative players I've seen who does yeah. not know how spells work. Yeah. <laughs> like, she'll forget how spells work, and then, like, I'm having her fight terracotta warrior bullshit, and, like, they're just reskinned. I, I just took some other monsters and reskinned them. Mm-hmm. But technically, they look like, or stone, they were like stone animated statues. That was just a skin flavoring, right? Mm-hmm. But shatter as a spell has it like you have disadvantage on the saving throw if you are made of clay, stone, or like a few other things. And she she was like pointed that out, and like it's so frustrating to have someone say, "Aha! I object. My shatter spell has advantage on or makes them have disadvantage on the saving throw against the AOE effect." And I'm wow. like, "Okay, but you don't know how spell levels work, so why do you know that? That's not fair for you to know." And <laughs> bullshit. That's not fair <laughs> for you to know. And that's it's a different bullshit. level. Like if you yes, look, yes. You decided to make them stone. She has a shatter spell. That's that. She went. I mean, she gets it. That, We're playing D&D that, one that's time. That's the point, though, right? Not for you to win, for them to win. She did yes. it. That's great. It's, I love it so much. Yeah. In her first ever D&D game, we fought against some scarecrows, which were actually in the monster manual. This was a paid-for game with a paid-for online GM who we had never met or talked to through a service. Okay? We're fighting the scarecrows. 
and she's like, I get, I, and she looked, she's looking through her inventory, and she pulls out like, oh, I have a candle. I want to throw a lit candle at the scarecrow. And the guy was like, shit, that's a good idea. <laughs> yeah, it yeah. Like you wouldn't think candle would have a half a damage, and it was. It, yeah. it, it did a thing, and I thought it was great. So that's that's where that's where her her brain is not. She she still sees the uh, she still sees the forest for the trees. Yeah, she's like a savant, but like in a very weird way. Like I don't know the basics things, but I know how to work everything I have to my advantage. It really okay. it really <laughs> is. Uh, I've been very impressed with that. So 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 yeah. okay. So we have the air elemental fight. These air elementals are resistant to non-magical attacks, right? Mm -hmm. So my, my ranger's over here knocking down shots that are just not doing shit. He's peppering them. Everything's cut in half, right? This works to mm -hmm. my advantage. I have a one T at the end of the fight. Slither up. Rosnisi has been pushed off his throne, wishes to meet with them. I kind of railroaded this meeting because they, like, threw it. They were mad he didn't help them in the fight. He just spied on them to see how they would do. Rosnisi, the head of the Wan T, brings them back. He's dying from the death curse. And he's like, you and I have a problem. I've been kicked out of my home. I wish for the five usurpers to be killed. This is shit I'm just making up, by the way. Like, there's some hints he might get kicked off the throne, but the whole, this, uh, the rest of this I'm making up. I need these five assholes killed. I need someone to go turn off this curse that's killing me. You want to go turn off the curse that's killing me for your own reasons. And your weapons suck. You can fight. I've spied on you. I've seen you. You're capable. You're the best shot I have. You need weapons. I can give them to you. And so basically it's like, here's a quest to go back into the the fane of the Night Serpent. Go on like, you know, a hitman level thing. Go kill these five people, bring their heads back. And I'll make your weapons like plus one, plus one. And uh, oh, and like three out of the five have these reagents on them that I can use to improve your weapons and armors in certain ways. So instead of just, like, contrivedly giving them shit that only they can use, I think you brought that point up one time. Like, it's kind of shitty to always give them items they can use as opposed to, like, the random polearm they can't. Why wouldn't they find that? So I'm just going to do it, like, upgrades. Huzzah! Slightly better. What do you think? It's a solution. Yeah. It's a solution. Mm-hmm. It's also the, the, it's the other reason I want to have our... Uh, Demon Merchant guy be a thing, because I want to give them weapons and items they don't need or, or really want, but he would be a conduit through which they could trade them to get the thing they wanted, and I can work that angle and explore that guy a little bit more. So that's another reason that's coming around. So Yeah, so, so tell us more about this NPC that you want to build, this, uh, what was his name again, Mr. Kite? Yes, Tom Kite. Tom Kite, yes. a demon catfish. So... Leo and Mrs. Kason are listening. Uh-huh. And uh, Mrs. Kason is asking, does he only wear a top hat? And is he smoking a cigar? I think he should be. I, I, I saw that about the cigar. Yeah. I can see. I would like to see this guy emerge from a water, and, and the water just sloughs off his fishy skin, and, and as the cherry of a cigar lights up. But is he just like a fish? Does he wear clothing is he yeah, I, I will is he like man the, fish or here we go uh -oh. to, to, the, to the the watching live fans here is a picture you can google him as tom kinch t-a-h-m tango alpha hotel mike that's how the first part of his name is spelled tom kinch i see he does have a top hat that's great yes it's got a little red vest and a little, a little red vest brown leather jacket and he's got like what bracers or something? Yeah, I think they're like tendril bracers. Like on, on his little catfishy, his little catfish tendril, he does have like a bracer on the left. He tendril. does have on one of the little on his face, one of the little whisker things. He does have that, but on his hand, on his wrist and his hand, there's like some other stuff like that. Oh yeah, he has bracers yeah. on his wrist and he has a, mm -hmm. a large ring on his, I presume, index finger. But mm -hmm. I just love his vibe. You have to, you have to. And he, <laughs> It's not a full like the character of the game is all about like tempting you, mm -hmm. you know, finding out what whatever your your weak point is and exploiting it. I'm gonna have some of that. Maybe he, you know, he's the guy that got Ardis Simber originally on this whole ring. Poor old Ardis found it and got corrupted and went crazy. And so I'm gonna have the players go retrieve it back. And if they can get that ring, he'll provide them with some magical item that they could use, or they can just keep the ring and attempt to uh, not be possessed by its. Uh, it's evilness. Mm. I don't know. I'm really interested to see how they take to this because I think you have a lot of, I don't know, I think you have a lot of heroes. And I don't oh, yeah. 
I don't see them, you know, uh, melding well with a, a a demon NPC and being on friendly terms. So I'm can't wait to see. Like if they try to attack him, does he have some like GM fiat knock them all down kind of a or you know hold in place thing or? Yeah, pretty How much. How do you keep them? It'll from... it'll, it'll be okay. GM, GM fiat of like he disapparates mm-hmm. into a cloud of smoke. Yeah, I hate when my my players kill my NPC that was like very necessary for them. It was like, why did you kill him? So I have to be very careful and make sure that all the NPCs I don't want them to kill are overly nice to my players. <laughs> so that way they don't kill him. Yeah, I'm, I'm I will be trying it as well. <laughs> Hopefully they get the idea. I'm trying to find someone to build that trust. Again, if he if he's out and out like a devil, then that would make some level of sense of him like I, like they have to honor their contracts. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's the deal. And you're just gonna do like are you gonna do like foghorn leghorn? Pretty much. Are you he's, gonna he's, do Colonel he's, Sanders? He's that, it's it's very Colonel Sandersy. Okay. Let's hear Not, it. What's Colonel Sandersy? What's Colonel Sandersy? That's like mm-hmm. well, uh, let's see. Uh, well, I couldn't help but find that y'all were out here in the waters. Need a little sustenance and possibly some more equipment than what you currently have. Mm. Yeah, I don't trust him. Maybe I'll slow it down a little bit. How y'all doing tonight? All right, now it's starting to sound a little creepy. But give it a go. See how they take to it. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to find like the quotes thing. Yeah. Let's see here. One second. Hold on. Mm-hmm. You know say for all those who are watching who are watching live. Uh, let's see. Here yeah. we go. Here yeah. we go. You can all listen to this after the show when we are done being uh, particularly interesting. Mm. Uh, you can listen to uh, the Tom Kinch cinematic. Tom Kinch of the River King. You can Google it. Listen to this. Tom Kinch, T-A-H-M, remember? Uh, introduction. And it's a video from the official Legal Legends website that kind of goes over his general lore. I won't be copying it one for one in terms of him being purely a tempter. Although mm-hmm. that will be an aspect of the character. I want him to be this like shady, shady intermediary slash, you know, GM insertion of, hey, do you need some shit? This guy can facilitate. This guy can okay. show up. And, oh, he's, he's going to give the players uh, a way to summon him. Uh, I was trying to look up, like, forms of currency, and apparently cowrie shells were used in ancient times. And that feels very rivery, watery. So he's going to give them a cowrie shell on a gold chain. And if you whisper into that shell, being for the benefit of Mr. Kite, he will show up. That's what he's about. His own benefit. Don't get it twisted. Okay. Huh. Indeed. Hmm. All right. Southern catfish demon. I don't tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so, it's a, if, it's. A... <laughs> you know what? You know what? You know what? You have a guy with a giant fucking wagon where space time doesn't make sense. I just want to have a guy with a ring. No, I love it. Different. I love it. I'm. I'm really. I hope it works. I really do. But I know I. I from what I have learned about your players, they are very much the good guys and the heroes. And the rogue is not. You He's do got... that voice, and you, you know, you just—it's going to like they're going to be very mistrusting of it and may try to kill it. My mom we'll could see. go either way. She's a wild card, but also tends to be like, "Huh, afraid fireball." Um, <laughs> yeah, kill it with fire. I don't know what it is. Kill it with fire. Our rogue, though, he does shady shit. Mm, he's got, like, an item that he took off someone that lets him resurrect things into skeletons. He's wanting to explore a darker... He told me, like, out of like at work, hey, I want to explore a darker aspect. He's being... You know, the reason he wanted the finger from Ross Neasy, I think, that he got uh, in a really cool, tense moment where it was like, uh, you know, we're, we're going to sneak into the the fame to get rid of these five assholes for you, but we need proof you're dead. I need your finger. And I'm like, fuck it. That sounds metal as shit. The guy will give you his finger because if he can survive this, he'll have priests put it, you know, revivify, not revivify, restore. There we go. Greater, rest- greater restoration or whatever the fuck it is to get his finger back. But he's going in this darker direction because of this amulet I gave him that lets him raise creatures from the dead. He can make a zombie or skeleton like once per day, but it does like a D12 damage. And then that damage I'm keeping track of it's at like eight. He hasn't used it very much. Once it gets to like an arbitrary number I will pull out of my ass, the thing will explode with a demonic power, do a shit ton of damage to everyone around it, and like a demon will manifest and start attacking the party. 
Hmm. So he's he's going in a darker direction, and he's done shady shit mm -hmm. outside of the party's purview. So I could very much see him coming back to meet this devil in the middle of the night. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, like I said, I I I'm all for it. I like it. I uh, I have my Akbar. You can have your Tom. I'm fine. I think it's great. Can't wait to hear what happens next with your group and how they uh, took to him. And I, I mean, I, th I think I speak for everyone listening. Get to the dinosaur battle already. I can't make. I've okay. So there's a dinosaur battle waiting. They've got <laughs> the the fan of the night serpent. You kill five people. That's mm -hmm. available. They've got all the puzzle cubes. Mm -hmm. They've got the uh, Tom Kinch encounter. They don't know about yet. The assassin vine opening encounter, which will be relatively short. Uh, that they don't know about yet, and the King of Omu. And that's kind of it. And that, once what do you that mean, kind of up, it? That's a lot. Well, that's yeah. a lot of threads you want them to do. No wonder well, they, they're kind of like, ugh. Too many that, like, paralysis, too many choices. It's three fucking, they don't even know about like three of them. They, 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 the last I know, but when gone, you string the other ones on them, it's just like, that's, it's you know. Well, at last session, they had the Shrine of Wongo and the Dinosaur event. Mm -hmm. And they were like, fucking Tomb of Annihilation, baby. Wongo, don't give a fuck about this dinosaur. And then I went from there to like, here, you know, Fane of the Night Serpent, dinosaur. We're going to the Fane. And it's like, okay. okay. So you kind of have to, I, I feel like I have to prepare for this shit. Because again, if I had gone to that last session, they solved that riddle. Mm -hmm. That like 30 minute combat just doesn't fucking happen. It's, oh, a puzzle cube. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so I had to have like you have to have shit in the back pocket. Yeah, and the you do have thing to. Is be kind able of to my improvise. thing in the back pocket. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. it's not necessary, okay. but it's there. And so if I'm ever like if they're ever speeding along, I have this thing that I can go put them on to go do. After that, we're level nine. We're going into the fucking tome, y'all. Happening. All right, so, it's happening. It's like the next session or two. This is we have the February session. Mm-hmm. March session and mm -hmm. i'm thinking april they go in wow if not march. all right if not march all right let's hope they get there this is like the longest Whew, it takes forever but i get it and i, I can't wait to see where it goes Woo. <laughs> sorry i'm out of breath i've no. been i hope that Woo. was exciting catching up on the players no the, it is i love i love after. I love listening to to the trials and tribulations of you as a GM and the creativity of your players, and I love hearing you complain about D and D Beyond and a lack of character sheets because that's just. On the one hand, you love D and D Beyond, but on the other hand, you hate that mobile app and it doesn't work. And the app needs like fun one to change. Hear. It has a mm -hmm. weird scrolling issue, but mm -hmm. ultimately, it is probably a lot better on your tablet. Mm -hmm. A phone is only so big. It it just mm -hmm. is like D and D Beyond cannot make your phone, you know, eight and a half inches by eleven. Mm -hmm. Phones are great, but the character sheet's like three to four pages, two mm -hmm. of which are important at any given time. Probably, just print the fucking thing out. Just print the Why can't thing they out. save it as a PDF onto their phone? What a powerfully interesting question you've posed. Mm -hmm. I think because it pulls up on the app and they look at it and they go, "That's it." Oh, it's on the app. I don't have to save it. I don't have to find it. It's literally, oh, fuck, D&D is today at 3. Let me whip out my phone, type in D&D. Oh, there it is. Hit enter. There's my character sheet. And they don't, mm -hmm. like, use it. <laughs> you know? Mm -hmm. Hmm. All right. All right. So I'm printing um, out. I'm, like, as, as we speak, I have printed out, like, <laughs> fucking uh, character sheets. And I will have a copy. And I will be able to hand them a copy. And I'll be giving them... Uh, items for their like like card uh, item cards for the various pieces of equipment they have and will receive. I had a GM once bought uh, little pocket folders, and he put character sheets in there, and he put index cards in there, and he put a little mechanical pencil in it. We had to fill out our character sheets. We could take notes on the little note cards, whatever we needed to write down, be it treasure or spells or notes, whatever, and. Uh, he would give them out at the start of the session, and he would collect them at the end of the session. He had them. He kept them. He maintained, you know, he just, so that way he knew nobody could forget to bring it to the session. He had them. And it worked well. I mean, you know, if he wanted to do it, fine. But yeah. 
I mean, so that might be something to to think about for them. That's that's about where I'm at, frankly. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be like here's your character sheet, and and I'm just gonna like bring my own like like just bring two copies. You know, just mm-hmm. copy. I'm gonna like print a nice copy on my home printer and go to work. Use the copy machine, copy mm-hmm. them there, and always have like the master copy and here's your copy until we level up. And then I'll just keep doing that, and mm-hmm. just every week I'll always have my copy and what I can give. Because mm-hmm. it's just, it really is like, it, it really was a hampering thing. Like, yeah, happened. So, it does throw you out of the immersion. It 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 causes unnecessary, an unnecessary lag in the game, and it's a distraction. Because if somebody's taking a long time on the app, they're gonna get up from the table, go get a drink, go get some food, go have a conversation with someone else. You know, it's just, yeah, it's it's not good. So. And it goes against the whole no cell phones at the table. Yeah, which I've said. Yeah. I don't know how to enforce that. Like, other than to just put your table away, or put not your table, put your phone away. Well, how, tell just people that simple, when that's their please, character sheet. Phone. That's why I say once you yeah. have that sheet, you can tell them we have no reason to have the phones at the table. Right. I I, yeah. I don't think they'll be on it. They're really not on it for any other reason. Mm-hmm. I haven't noticed that. I have told people like two or three times at the table when they were clearly on their cell phone. Like, hey, is there something going on? Because I don't want to say no if it's like, hey, my kid just got hit by a bus. Mm-hmm. You know? And they're like, well, oh, yeah, no. if your phone like, goes off, if it it's away. blowing up. Yeah, if your phone's blowing up, yes. You know, if it's in your pocket, like, check the message real quick. If it's nothing, put it away. But, like, you don't have it out scrolling Reddit or playing a game during the game. That's all. Yeah. It is an indicator that they're bored, and I'll try to, like, Bring mm. that in, but yeah, don't. Have, yeah, I have, mm-hmm. I have. That, that that's a line for me, and I'm trying to get the cell phones to go away, so I'm just gonna print out the goddamn character sheets. I'm there just gonna go. do what you said to do. Have a special <laughs> little folder. Uh, they bring pencil. I mean, pencils aren't as big of a deal mm-hmm. nowadays. Mm-hmm. Like you, you nowadays. have one person taking back notes. in the day, they were so hard to find. <laughs> <laughs> now I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe it's just that they're all mechanical now, and so it yes. used to be everybody brought a yes. pencil that was a piece of shit, and you had to get like <laughs> the good pencil. Mm-hmm. And now everyone's got a good pencil. Like the pencil mm-hmm. they bring is going to work. Yeah. You know, or you borrow some lead, and you're 100% good to go. So that's <sighs> overall. Overall, I mean, I had my bitching and ranting. We had a great time, and I that's was great. as prepped as an, like the the previous game did not go as well because I was not prepped and I was stressed. And I forgot my fucking GM screen, which, like, will hamper <laughs> you more than you would think. You mm-hmm. need that separation. You need that little private space to be doing shit. And not having a GM screen fucked me up. The time before that, I brought, I, I had, like, edited all my files. Like, I'm typing up information. I'm doing shit digitally. And then I just didn't save it to the fucking USB drive. So I had files, but not, like, the newest shit. So this was the time when I was, like, there on time, not, like, pulling up to the door with my players outside of the lock store. You know, like mm-hmm. I was fucking there 15 minutes early. My shit was together. It went a lot better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Being prepped, who would have thought? Being prepped is an amazing thing. Yeah. Just don't over-prep. Being prepped is an amazing thing. Mm-hmm. Um, no, that's... I, I look forward. Um... There was one other thing we were going to talk about tonight. It was a conversation I had earlier this week with uh, another GM. And uh, it was Bamps. I was talking to Bamps. And he was talking about playing an NPC that he was happy the NPC was killed. Because it was a weird headspace to be in. The NPC was really, really mean. And like said things that were very hurtful and for him it was being in a bad headspace and he didn't really like it it kind of went against who he is and like i get it i i totally get it bamps is super nice and it's probably hard to play mean but that got me thinking i'm super nice i love playing mean characters because it's the only time i get to be mean like i you know it's the only time i'm allowed to to be mean is when i play a mean npc that means you want to be. Bamps is not meaning oh. the meanness. I would love to be meaner than I am. I really would love to say everything I think. But That's I every don't. villain. I of course you love playing villains. You get to finally... I... Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I thought about it. I'm like, oh, well, like, is it a good thing? Is it a good thing to do then? Like, sh do you have to be careful what type of personality your NPCs are? Because why cause yourself any undue stress or put yourself in a weird headspace to play it? And to the point where you're like, thank God they're dead. And, you know, it's like, what do, you, what do you think? Do you have an issue playing, like, against your type, against your personhood? Yeah, but that's that's usually like uh uh good people. I'm I'm good at I'm I'm actually not good at playing serious people. Like people who believe in things. That's kind of hard for me. I'm cynical and I like mm -hmm. to make jokes. And like the hardest thing for me would be to play a true believing love the trees druid and it not be like LOL I'm a hippie. Like yeah. that would be that would that would be quite difficult for me. Hmm. Maybe I could just throw a crack at it, but like a villain? I don't know. Well, let me ask you. My my last villain was was the Shadowrun Knights of of uh, of Seattle. Okay. Yeah. Seattle. That Knights. guy was supposed yeah. Seattle Knights. That guy was supposed to be villainous and nasty and a little charismatic, but also just a thoroughly corrupt sociopath who likes to hurt people. And felt nothing about doing the wrong thing. I had finally gotten some power and and meant to use it. That was who I wanted to play. Did that come through, or did like goofball cotton make it fun and soft and squishy? I don't know. It was about I I would say you were about sixty percent there on that. There were some moments that were like, all right, that's it. But the majority of the time, you being you, there's always that glibness. Which, with that character, if he was trying to be a sociopathic, you know, sociopath in, in that, yeah, they're, you know, they don't really understand emotions. So, I, you know, but yeah, yeah there's always that element. Sense, but... Yeah, there's always that mm -hmm. element in you to where it is always a joke. Everything's just meant to be, you want to make people laugh. That's what you like to do. So it is hard for you to play somebody who's like absolutely mean and just you know is serious never smiles never laughs never jokes yeah that would be that's 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 tough i think that i can do it for a minute but i if, for those who are trying to get in the headspace i think you have mm -hmm. to think about why this villain is villainous like mm -hmm. what what is so why are they villains are they just absolutely fucking nuts are they just a rampaging marauder are they like tuco from breaking bad just kind of fucking nuts um are they kind of the uh, American psycho type of mm -hmm. sociopath? You know, just not there, which is a weird vibe to, to get your head into and to play against because it's not even – like they don't even care about die, dying or being in prison. So it's, it's not a great villain, I don't think, but I'll, I'll keep my hands off that one fully. Mm -hmm. Most villains, your Walter White's, uh, your Denzel Washington from Trending Day, uh, Lorenzo, whatever it was. Uh, those characters are not crazy, okay? They're not crazy in the traditional sense of, like, sociopath, burn down the villain. They are like everyone else in which there's a part of them that is, like, broken or a thing has happened to them. There's a hole. And their way of dealing with that is to just give in and say, I'm entitled to this thing, right? Mm. I grew up poor. My girlfriend left me. My parents abandoned me as a child. So, whatever, I have this hole, I have this hurt, and I am entitled to it being right. And if something is in the way of that, then that must mean it's okay for me to squash that, because I'm entitled to this thing. That is inviolate. I deserve this money. I deserve this person. I deserve this job. I deserve this power. I deserve the ability to do this. And anything that says I can't is inherently wrong. Like, mm -hmm. by definition, it is not it, – it is squishable. Mm -hmm. It is – yeah, so there, that that is where your villain needs to come from, and they need to have an inner rage at anything that seeks to stop them. A rage that they can probably control most of the time. Like you can't just be out in the streets again with like Molotov cocktails. Mm -hmm. But most terrible villains do not just wake up every day screaming at the sun and go to bed the same way. They're like mm -hmm. kind of normal, and then when that thing gets in their way. It is an absolute explosion of rage that most people are just not capable of. That's 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 what I mean. Like you know, 
how do you get yourself into that headspace if it's such against if it's so against the grain for you like don't even bother just don't do it but you know I, I couldn't play a silly character i couldn't play a quippy funny light-hearted silly character i just can't do that i can't be that bubbly when i play a character i just can't do it uh, I play brooding, I play serious, or I can play oblivious. I could play absolutely like Mary Sue is completely oblivious. I can do that. But like I can't play that lighthearted, campy, fun character. But I have no problem leaning towards playing a mean, crazy person. I, I wanna try. I wanna expand the uh the range here. Mm-hmm. I wanna go I wanna go I wanna go darker, you know. Well, now you're 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 gonna be joining vampire? Indeed. And I don't know too many hilarious vampires. Right. There's a few. There was that movie <laughs> um, uh, with like... With Jim uh, Carrey? Fuck. No. That got bitten? Okay. <laughs> it's like from the 80s and it's, yeah. it had the song, My Future So Bright, I Had to Wear Shades. And it's, a, <laughs> it's a hilarious vampire romp teen comedy from like 1987 that I read it on VHS one time. Anyway, <laughs> it's great. You should go find it. Whatever it is. <laughs> so, but yeah, I'm gonna. I'm playing... I, mean, I don't know how much for the character I should say. Uh, that's kind of the thing. But I'm 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 trying to play someone who is not always glib, happy-go-lucky type of deal. Yeah, I I would like to see you really try to to not have a, you know, like a a punny name, not make any puns. No puns. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you're a pun addict. Oh shit! Lil got it right. I My best friend's a vampire. Jesus yes. Christ, Lil, you're the fucking hero, man. My, so well, the movie called My Best Friend's a Vampire, and it's great. That might be Mrs. Kason that had that answer. So It may have been. It's 1987, the <laughs> when movies were movies, and men were men, unless you were in Motley Crue. So, let's see. No, it was definitely Leo. <laughs> it was definitely Leo. <laughs> Mrs. Kason has better taste. <laughs> she wouldn't watch such a thing. <laughs> Stars Robert Sean Leonard. Oh, yeah. Oh, he's in stuff. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> Did you not get on Google and start looking up the movie? We're in the middle of a podcast. A pod- what are you doing? <laughs> that, it took me back. I was like 18 <laughs> again, reading the back of the VHS cover, you know, all like 20 square inches of it. Are you done? Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> You're gonna so you try to be. Yeah. You're gonna be a serious vampire. No puns. No quips. No jokes. No, none of that shit. You're gonna be dark, mysterious, broody. Broody. Just a just a mother just motherfuckery uh, and bad. You know. Uh huh. Permanent sneer. Hmm. All right. I can't wait to to see this uh, new range that you're going to go for this is going to be nice to see that'll be it'll be interesting but i will call you on it when you start to do puns yeah put i, 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 I will I ding think, you i do think the occasional sneering joke or put down is oh, potentially down, yeah. contextually fine <laughs> but you're right I, I just i'm trying to think of like a situation where a pun would be justifiable justifiable for this character and it's just none this character would would never no. he would genuinely hate puns Thinks it's fucking stupid and would just hate on all. Oh god, he's gonna be the guy that hate that actually hates puns. Yes, I need you to be anti-pun. This is this is for growth. <laughs> Bams is over here in a corner like <laughs> right, 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 right. He'll make all the puns. <laughs> <laughs> just to trigger my ass. But yep. that's great. You set him up, uh... I'll knock him down. Oh, all right, so you're gonna try to do some growth. We've we've talked about maybe you know don't if it's gonna put you in a weird headspace, maybe don't do it. But if you are gonna do it, you really need to have that that motivation behind your villain NPC and why is he so mean and what will set him off and how does he react to things and um just kind of you know make them a little more fleshed out as far as a a person. Um. But it, yeah, it just had me thinking, like, what's it say about me? I can do that easily. And I was like, oh, and it was hard for him. And I was like, ooh, that's not good. We all, we all have our, <laughs> we all have our strokes. Like, there's certain things yeah. that, like, like I want to play Strahd. 
from Curse of Strahd. Mm-hmm. Because I get that. I mm-hmm. get the vampire in its original form. I, fe- I feel like in that they're pure sadistic assholes. I get mm-hmm. that. And I want to play that character. I'll, I'll just put it this way. I play Blue White Control at Magic the Gathering. Okay? I know just like to want to like play with my food. And I want to <laughs> I want to play this character so badly and just revel in being this cocksure, self-assured person who uses other people. That is the evil that I think is great and is and, and makes the best villains. Mm-hmm. The people who want to it's the people who want to take someone and and like tear them down. It's what it's what I like about Tom Kent from League of Legends. Mm-hmm. He's the tempter. He's the all you have to do is just tell one little lie, and I'll show you things you've never seen before. Like he's that kind of guy. I love that guy. Mm-hmm. You know who who bring, so that's the type of villain that I think is the most interesting or the mm-hmm. most fun. I think to to chew the scenery on Jeremy Iron style. Mm-hmm. What about you? If you know what, are, what 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 is a villain that you're like fuck yeah that makes me want to play a villain. I want to play that kind of baddie. I enjoy a sadistic streak. Poking and needling others, either with words or with actions. My fellow nurse ratchet. Yeah, <laughs> so. yeah. Like psychological torture more so than physical torture. Like Micah. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's my villain. Not over the top, but if you do anything that just pisses her off, it's an overreaction. Like, if you, you know... Slightly punch her in the arm, she turns around and does mage hand on your throat. How dare you touch her? It's an overreaction to anything done to her. It's always coming at the other person like way harder than needed. That's uh. that's what I like to play. I'd like to do that because it pokes the players. Uh, if I'm being if, as an NPC, as a player, I. I do throttle back. I don't try to do it so much to the other people at the table. I save it for the NPCs to to do it to them because I don't really care for too much. I don't care for PvP, which is odd to say because in the Alien games, it's a lot of PvP. But that's different because um, it's aliens. Uh, but yeah, that that's what I that's what I like the 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 psychological torture of of somebody and the, the sadistic streak and that. I have no problem playing that. Okay. It's it's not the best. It's a very toxic thing to play at a table, so I don't get to do it often, you know? But, hmm. Yeah, that's where I'm at. We'll, we'll um, see how it, uh, we, we will definitely see how how I do it, this type of character. We'll, yeah. We'll see where it goes. I don't have it all fleshed out. Don't, and don't want to spoil every damn thing, but there you go. Yeah. So I, I wonder, is this is your vampire then the type that would treat humans as the cattle that they are? Absolutely. And he did that you before he was care ever for them. Yeah, you don't care about their feelings. You don't care about them. Who cares? They're all nothing. They're just here to be fed upon. Yeah. I, again, oh, I, I, I think okay. that's how he felt before he became a vampire. Hmm. Okay. Just an absolute prick. <laughs> Just <laughs> nice. Okay, this is uh, gonna mesh well with the others. All right, <laughs> I can't wait to see what happens next. Yeah, yeah, I have no clue because I don't listen to the show because I suck. So I don't know how how this I don't know how this particular prick is gonna go down. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, something to look. For. I said no puns. Ah, fuck no jokes. Me. That's what I got me. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's going to wrap it up for us this evening or this podcast. And uh, we hope to see or, you know, hear from you guys in the chat. Uh, Your thoughts on playing an evil character. Is it easy? Is it hard? Do you enjoy it? Do you not enjoy it? Uh, And if you have any tips uh, on how to do better time management at a table, please share them with Cotton. He needs them. Yeah, do I get a uh, fire? Do, do I get like a water hose and spray people? Like what do I? <laughs> it's a little squirt bottle like you spray cats with. Yeah. <laughs> I need a can of compressed air at my table. <laughs> I'm on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah. So if you have tips like that, share them with Cotton. Oh. Uh, but thanks everyone for listening to another episode. We really appreciate it, and uh, we look forward to the next one. 
Thank you. Thank you.